Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Welcome back to the program. Mark Lawrence has the day off today. Well, no, Mark Lawrence is here because my microphone was off. Had Mark Lawrence not been here, my microphone would have been on. <laughs> you are back, I see. Boy, you are wound up today, buddy. Well, that's what happens when you let me in control for a, a day. How did you make out yesterday? Well, we had a busy day. Busy day. Good. Steve had some of the conservatives' blood boiling, and I had some of the liberals' blood boiling, but we got through the program. It was a lively discussion yesterday. Well, I'm glad. I got a note said, Mark, you should have Steve in here every day. <laughs> I don't know if Steve That was like signed that. by Steve, right? No. <laughs> I haven't sent it to him yet. He'll oh, okay. probably say N-O. N-double-O. No. So, all right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. Mark Lawrence here. Yes, I did take an undeserved uh, day off yesterday, just puttering around the house and getting stuff done and uh, nothing super-duper noteworthy to pass along. Uh, as for the day off, and uh, Joe and you Steve... You look like you've been puttering. Well, I, thank you. <laughs> I look like my reading. I got my my reading pile is about a foot tall now, in my office, and I got it down uh, maybe like a full inch or so. Oh, a lot right. of old newspapers oh. were near the top, so I got them out of the way, and uh, some other stuff. So, and I got some old uh, this old house episodes off the DVR, so that's good too. And I got some leaves raked out front, not the back, but the front. So we, I got everything. Well, you got a full day, right? Got a lot of stuff done. Our on the market sponsor by the Sunbury. Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is wide open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. If you're a Text Connect member, just reply to a previous message or send us a brand new one if you don't mind at 70236. I don't mind. Well, good. Well, that's important. Uh, we we don't want to do anything that Joe minds doing. Well, there are a lot of things I do mind doing, but this is sending you a text isn't one of them. Let's see. What kind of Tuesday is this today? Well, it's not Super Thursday, as Joe Biden thinks. Is that what he said? Did he say that? <laughs> he said he was looking forward to Super Thursday. Oh, my gosh, Joe. <laughs> yeah, they. I was watching Hannity last night, and he had a compilation of uh, Joe Biden mishaps. Uh, but uh, he he, w- he was saying Super Thursday, but I didn't see that particular gap. But he did that. What are what are some other things? Well, he was on uh, Chris Wallace's program on uh, Fox over Sunday and thanked Chuck for having him on. Chris Wallace, <laughs> Chuck Wallace. He said he called oh, him wait. Chuck, and Chris said it's Chris. <laughs> he probably thought he was on. Uh, uh, Chuck Todd on NBC. Well, I think he did. I think he did so many of the shows, he lost track of where he was. Does he know what town he's in? But isn't it dangerous to lose track of where you are? 
Well, I don't know. Do you want a president? You know, I've said before, he's a gaffe machine. There's just no other way around it. Uh, we had, what, 150 million gun deaths. Half the U.S. population was killed by the guns last year. Well, may I say that the city of Detroit is lucky to have WKOK. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but do you think if, do you think, now, of course, you know, I am a gaffe machine, too, but the stakes are much, much lower for me. Do you think that's a disqualifier? Is this a dilemma? I mean, think of no, all the mistakes Ronald so. Reagan used to make. In slips. He did. He did. He, he made some Sit slips down. of the tongue. I don't think that um, that Joe Biden is um, senile, as the president has suggested. Uh, but I do think that, you know, age is a factor. In my own age, and I'm a year younger than Joe, I sometimes lose grasp of facts, you know, things that I know very well, I just can't drag them up. I think the difference is when you're a politician, you actually have to say something. And I think Joe's mind is just geared to saying something and hoping he gets it right. Well, and uh, let's talk about that, this idea. Would you, at your tender young age, launch into... A, a grueling campaign for the toughest job in the world. Well, I, I don't think people my age necessarily are unhealthy mm-hmm. or incapable of, uh, of looking forward to the future with some reasonable prospect of being there. Mm-hmm. Maybe not into the distant future, but perhaps the near distant future. Uh, I don't see anything wrong with it, although either Biden or uh, Bernie would be the oldest man ever elected to the office. So mm-hmm. there's that. But, you know, does well, that disqualify bring on Bloomberg, then. It's pretty strange you've got to turn to him to be the youngest of them. I know. Here's an example. UPMC has a policy that none of their board members can be over the age of 70, which I think is ridiculous and short-sighted. There are many people over the age of 70 oh who have, you know, much to contribute. And to say arbitrarily that we're not going to take somebody because of their age, first of all, strikes me as age discrimination. But over and above that, short-sighted. Because there are a lot of people over the age of 70 who have a lot of wisdom and a lot of insights to offer that younger people might not have. Yes, 70 is the new 50. Well, that's what they keep saying. But But you're not as fast as you were at age 50. Is 76 the new 56, I hope? Yes, you are. You got it, Joe. You are the new... Joe Joe McGranahan is with us, uh, enjoying middle age, age 50. That's middle age, right? 50 or maybe 40. Well, it's middle age if you're going to live to be 100. When you had your midlife crisis, what did you do? Um, let me see. What did I you do? You had an affair. No, you bought, I bought a sports a, car. I, I bought a new car, I guess, okay. probably. Okay. <laughs> or a, I'm, a big I'm kidding screen, about the affair. A big screen TV. <laughs> you completed my sentence as though it was true, but you did not have an affair. Okay, let's a big get that screen, out of I had a big screen TV. You're not going to deny the affair. Hmm. <laughs> All right. So we are talking about age. Uh, Bernie Sanders uh, is, what, 75, I think, or so? 74 or 75? No, I think 70, he's 77. 77, okay. Or 76. And, uh, would age be a factor. So uh, we'll take all comers on this uh, topic. Uh, Chris, one of our good anchors here on WKOK's On the Mark show and the daily local news. Tom was first. Did I take him out of order? Yes, you did. I'm sorry, Tom. We'll be right to you. Mm -hmm. Chris, you got the floor. Well, that's good because I I don't have anything real serious to say. The only thing is um, no one's addressing the elephant in the room. I mean, gas machine. If being old and being a gas machine was going to disqualify you from being president, um, we should have ousted Trump for other reasons. Because are you joking me? The guy is a walking like mistake waiting to happen. I've read more articles on whether or not he has dementia than anybody else. That's not a joke. It's just what it is. So, I mean, 
I don't think that's a disqualifier in any. I, I, mean, I think having dementia would, but I think a slip up here and there is not a disqualifier. It makes you look silly, but I don't. I don't think it's a disqualifier. I mean, Gerald Ford fell down for God's sake. I mean, come on. Like, right in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's the consensus that Joe and I have come to, is that it isn't a disqualifier, neither is age, nor is the fact that you misspeak from time to time. And I think, you know, if you take a guy like Joe Biden and you put him in a different town every day, in a different state, in front of a different host, in front of a different group, it, it you know, if I think of the number of times I misspeak, uh, I see what you're saying. And uh, the president, I guess, makes mistakes, too. You say that, so uh, I, I, I guess he puts him on the same footing then so okay well thank you chris yeah i, I think yeah I, th- I think it plays a role it's something to be concerned about like if he's showing signs of actual dementia but yeah i mean i misspeak i mean I, I saw the biden stuff he also messed up the declaration of independence last night too i mean that that whole speech was a mess last night i don't know if he was overly excited if he was exhausted i have no idea but it was it was a mess it was just a mess all right. Well, thank you so much, Chris. Really appreciate Refreshing the call. Refreshing to hear a good Democrat admit that one of his candidates is a mess. Chris, are you? Well, yeah, that's, not who, that's not who I want. I'm, 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 all, I'm, all, I'm all Sanders revolution. So that's that's me. I don't want Biden. Biden is Hillary 2.0. Not a fan. Gotcha. All right. We're going for the revolution. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Really appreciate the call. So Thanks crazy for Bernie. In. Tom, you're on the mark. Thank you for waiting. Uh, you are on the mark. Oh, uh, yeah. Yesterday on the show, Joe was crying about Bernie Sanders' health care plan again, how much it was going to cost. We can't afford it. But I never heard Joe complain about the tax cut that Trump gave the billionaires, which is costing us over a trillion dollars a year in debt. And I never heard him complain about I never heard him complain about the all the extra money they're spending on the military that we don't have. But here's my question to Joe since he's always complaining about it and how much it costs, I'm sure that he has a plan. I'm sure he knows how to fix it. So I want to, li- I want to listen to Joe tell us how he's going to fix health care. Well, I think the first thing I would do is what should have been done before they put Obamacare in. They should have allowed insurance companies to sell their policies all across the country. They should have reduced tort reform or the enacted tort reform to make it harder for people to sue doctors. So instead of practicing med- uh, practicing cover your behind, they would actually practice medicine. So there were a couple of things like that that could have been done, and I think it should have been done incrementally. They should have tried things, see what worked and what didn't work, and then move on from there. But rather, they came in and dump this huge elephant on the, the health care system and force people to buy insurance that they didn't want to buy. Many Their assumptions were wrong. Many of the young people didn't buy into the plan. So I think we need to give people an incentive to buy in. We want them part of the, prob, uh, part of the program so that they help offset the costs for the rest of us. But we can't do that by forcing them in. We have to make them want in. And I think well, we do that by offering comprehensive coverage. have the money to buy it. Well, you know, that's a that's an interesting question, because what if I don't have the money to buy a Cadillac and I want one? What if I don't have the money to buy that uh, Lincoln Navigator Mark keeps trying oh, to sell so, me? So people that can't afford to have it shouldn't have it. 
Well, so that's what you're saying. So if I can't afford a, a 55-inch color TV set, I shouldn't have one? Uh, a 55-inch TV isn't going to save you from having cancer. Or no, but it's the it's the whole basic thing. Well, there's no guarantee that free medical service is going to save your life either. At oh, some point, on, we all yeah. die. At some point, we all die. Let's face it. How you gonna, how, I want to know how you're going to cover everybody. Here's the thing. Here's I'm not going to cover. Ev- I'm not going to cover everybody. Co- you have to cover everybody, and you have. Right now, we're spending about four trillion dollars a year on health insurance in this country, or health care. You need to cut that in half. You need to get rid of two trillion dollars, and you need to cover everybody. How are you going to do it? You're not. You can't do it that way. You can do it. Bernie Sanders can do it. Bernie Sanders' economics is a joke. He, well, I mean, how did 40 other countries do it? What did, what did Bernie Sanders say? Your hero said, I'm not going to get... Wait, no, wait a second. Let me, fin- let me finish. Let me, let, me, let me finish. Bernie Sanders was asked how he was going to pay for this, and his answer was, I'm not going to get down into the nickels and dimes. That was his answer. So he doesn't know how he's going to pay for it. Well, how did 40 other countries do it? I'm asking you how 40 other countries Ask did Bernie. it. Ask Bernie. He's your hero. How did they do it? He I'm doesn't know how. I'm asking you how 40 other countries did it. You say it can't be done. I'm saying that it's not done well in 40 other countries, and almost uh, and every one of them... It's done better than it is every, every one of those countries has some element of for-profit insurance as part of their plan. Well, even if they do, even if they have some element, I don't, I don't care. They're still better than us. Well then, why don't so why, why don't we why take can't we do it? well why don't we take everybody who's uh, dissatisfied with our health care plan and see if we can sign them up in these foreign countries and so they can come back and tell us how it's done. Well, see now you're changing the subject. Again. No, I'm not. You don't have no answer. Well, if it's uh, if it's done so well in other countries, surely Bernie must have the answer. Surely Bernie must have looked into it to see how it was done, and yet he says he's not going to get down into the nickels and dimes. Well, it can be done here, and I tell you why why it, why it can't be done here, because the way this is right now, the pharmaceutical companies and the drug companies are, or the healthcare, they all they're all into the stock market and they're all in the insurance business, and what they're doing is they're paying off the politicians to to to, to get the insur- to get the costs up, and they're doing a pretty good job. These CEOs that are these companies, what is their job? The CEOs of these companies is to make their uh, shareholders more money, right? Isn't that what their job is? Well, their job is to run the company in a profitable manner so that the employees... Their job is to make more money for the company. And And they're doing a pretty good job of it because the health care just keeps going up and up and up and up. And what happens if they don't do that good job, Tom? A lot of people lose their jobs. A lot of people who are making good... they shouldn't be doing the job at all. They should completely get rid of it. You You should not have... The stock market go. or insurance in the healthcare industry. And what do we do with all those people who are now unemployed? What do we do with all those? Thank you so much, men. And what do we do with all those people who are now unemployed? Joe, you have to and take Joe a break. Tom, an again, I stumped him again. He has no answer. Oh, you, you got him. me at all. You got him, Tom. Nice job. Your hero doesn't have the answer. You expect me to come up with it for him? Mike, stand by. We're going to take a quickie break. We got three open lines. Call us immediately. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. 
telephone number. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. Mark Lawrence is here. Our producer, Rob Center. Our phone lines, uh, two of them are closed. Two of them are open. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarkwkok.com. Text us at 70236. And Mike from Bloomsburg, you're on the mark. Good morning. Uh, I have a question. Uh, what you guys think about the coronavirus? They were saying that it has a very high mortality rate compared to some of the other flus and things. But my question is this. If we don't have any idea how many people exactly are infected, but we do num- know, you know, pr- pretty much the number of people dying from it, how can we say that they know the rate when, when it just seems that they don't know the number of people that are actually infected? Well, they say that 2% is the mortality rate compared to flu, which is, I think, somewhat under 1%. Yeah, but listen carefully, to, <clears throat> listen carefully to his question. It's a good question. They don't precisely know how many people get it. So if you get it mildly, you might just think you have the flu or, or a terrible cold. That's why they, they don't precisely know what the mortality rate is uh, because so many cases go undiagnosed. It's a perfectly valid question that I, I think is being asked widely, you know, how do you know that it's, you know, it's 2% or whatever because you can't find um, well, and many of the people have it. Yeah, so many people have it. Many of the people are asymptomatic. Uh, they had two right. people on this morning complaining about being quarantined. Both of them, they said, had the virus, but both of them seem to be in fine health. So what happens is you definitely get uh, uh, some symptoms, but nowhere near what you know turns out to be significantly worse and more fatal for other people, or more fatal. <laughs> But completely fatal for some, a, f- a select few, unfortunately. But they don't even know why that is, why some people get it so much worse than other individuals. So it's a good question, Mike. Why do they say 2% is the estimate? Yeah, it, to, me, I mean, I, it, it, to me, it's irresponsible throwing that number out there you know, on the part of the people that do that. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about, you uh, had mentioned about whether someone's too old to run for president. And uh, Joe, Joe Biden... Uh, he actually has, I'm, I'm concerned for him, uh, and Bernie too, but specifically Joe, and my wife and I differ on this. We were watching one of the Sunday morning shows that we recorded, and uh, Joe Biden was talking to Chris uh, Wallace from Fox News, and when the conversation closed, uh, Biden said, thank you, Chuck, and uh, Wallace politely said, it's, it's uh, Chris. And then, it, it, to me, I took it. Did either of you hear that uh, thing yet? We mentioned it at the start of the program, yes, that uh, that he made that yeah. mistake. He also said he was looking forward to Super Thursday. Yeah, but the thing that, the, the, you know, in gas, they happen. I, I do them. We all do them. 
But in this particular case, I felt that uh, Biden was being defensive and in, in, in initially trying to, you know, say that he was correct and the other guy, the other person was wrong. Now, my wife took it differently. She gave him the benefit of the doubt. But I do have I do have concerns about him. And uh, I'm wondering who he would pick for his uh, running mate. And uh, and I, this is a little bit snarky, but Chris Matthews is available now. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> to run for president. Is he a registered Democrat? No, well, he, he was. He, he uh, was Tip O'Neill. He got his start as Tip O'Neill's chief of staff. Gotcha. Okay. Good memory. Yeah, it, yep, yeah, definitely. Yeah. They, they, now they attribute uh, Matthews... Uh, to being a speechwriter or something to Jimmy Carter, I think that's the one that they're using more often than in the Tip O'Neill line. But yeah, I I, I don't know why uh, Chris Matthews got dumped. Uh, we got dumped because he made he's no longer the liberals' darling. He dared insult Bernie Sanders, and likened his victory in Nevada to the Nazis taking over Paris during World War II, which is not exactly well, a good analogy to begin with. But you know, using the word Nazi. Uh, and attributing it to Bernie Sanders is not going to win you many liberal friends. Yeah, Nazis off limit unless you're calling Trump a Nazi. I think when you're on MSNBC. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> okay. Think, it's all right or, to call Trump a Nazi or, or right. women. Feminazis is still accepted in the U.S. by most people. That was uh, wasn't that what's his Rush name? Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, listen, uh, I appreciate your uh, time here, men, and uh, I'll keep listening. Thank you very much. Thanks for your call. Appreciate that. Uh, Let's see. see, Well, we have a text here that says, Joe is a capitalist ghoul, comparing people's ability to get good health care to their ability to buy an expensive car is straight disgusting. Health care should never be a for-profit business. Love your friendly neighborhood snowflake. All right. What if I don't love my neighborhood-friendly snowflake? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, so be nice to Chris. He's I my, didn't use his name. He's That's my <laughs> favorite snowflake. Well, he okay. He's, he's kind of out there. I'm sure it's okay. Uh, we do have some anonymous, ominous texts. texts. What, do, what do we have? <laughs> I'm anonymous? 60. I'm 60, and I can't say ano- okay. anonymous texts. All right, one of our texters says, Good morning. Last thing I knew, you could write your student loans off on your income taxes, so you already get free college, in my opinion. Oh, my Well, no, it's not a good point. You have to borrow thousands of dollars to, of course, it's only the interest that's deductible, not not the loan value itself. It's not income, but the interest is deductible. But you'd have to borrow tens of thousands of dollars. You'd never get up to a college tuition worth of interest deduction. Here's the the argument I was making yesterday, going back to Chris's uh, comment. You know, there are many things that are desirable to have. Not everybody can afford them. If you're going to say health care is one of them, why not home ownership? You know, we have free colleges. Should we forgive everybody's mortgage? Well, I don't know if you have to own a home, but I think we, we sh- people should have decent housing in the U.S. You know, we can send a man to the moon, but we can't come up with a shelter that and would we don't, hold and people. And not everybody gets health, the same quality health care. Not everybody gets the same legal defense, quality legal defense, when they're charged with something. You know, there are inequities in life, and no one, least of all God, has said to you, I guarantee you a wonderful, carefree life. Do you recall any promises Jesus made in that regard? Well, we'll get back to this in a moment. <laughs> Honestly, as a nation, we try to make promises to ourselves that we take good care of each other. And guess what? We don't. I think what we do is the best we can. Right. Uh, says a man who's been one of the haves his whole <laughs> life. No, I haven't. Oh, yes, you have. Dale, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. 
Oh, yeah. Between Biden and Trump, I see how corporate dictatorship is working through the CIA. Because uh-huh. You found both, out. Uh, we all know that the CIA is covering up for Trump and Biden for being child predators. Oh, we all know that, that the president is a child predator and Joe Biden's a child predator. We all know that. I don't know that. Well, listen, okay, Epstein disappeared. It benefited both parties, okay? Epstein Epstein didn't disappear. We know where he is. He's dead. dead. (laughs) Okay, well, why ain't they uh, the CIA interviewing the madam or Princess Andrews? Because they're... It's a, it's you know they're monsters Princess that are Andrews. basically running the party, and they are cards for the CIA. <laughs> Prince Andrews. Well, how does the bar association figure into this? I'm just telling you right now that they're monsters. The two candidates are going to give them, and right now the only way corporate dictatorship is going to work is giving somebody a form of socialism. That's the only way they maintain power. So, I mean, that, if you vote for either one of those. Well, you know, actually, I I hate to take issue with you, Dale, but making unsubstantiated claims like that is pretty sick in my book. You have no proof that these people are child molesters. There's never been a story on any national media that said either one of them. Joe, Joe, you you believe that journalism, honest journalism, has a clear, clear voice. Do you believe that, Joe? Honest journalism has a clear voice. Put your hand on the Bible, Joe. You're telling me honest journalism, thorough journalism that ain't vetted and is allowed to speak publicly is not controlled. Yes, I'm telling you that. It's not controlled. I've been in the media for 50-some years, and I know it's not controlled. People have opinions that they sometimes express. Oh, so you're not telling me there's a board? You're telling me there's... So I'm telling you, there's no headboard of media. There's no footboard either. <laughs> what board yeah, is yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, that's why we need to get rid of these older white men, because they are just so, so naive. Well, then there wouldn't be any candidates. So the old white men are naive. The two presidential candidates are child that's molesters. Who, that's who we're getting. We're getting three old white child, well, Bernie's not a child predator, but I know Trump and Biden are. Oh, you do not. Come on, now, that's silly. That's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. All right. uh, I mean, I'm no fan of Bernie's or Joe Biden's, but they're not child molesters, and neither is the president. All right. One well... I'm speechless here. Now I'm having another gaffe because of this. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, who participated in the first half hour. We're going to enjoy open phones for the next hour. We're going to talk about why Medicare for All would work fabulously. It's a great idea. I have a way to implement it, and it won't cost us a fortune. We'll pay as we go, and it'll help people and the presidential candidates, all of them. can. Uh, You're one sick puppy. You don't have any of that pick up uh, the regard. We also have an update related to student loan interest, says, and so we'll read that on the radio. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me, and we are diametrically opposed on all good topics. It is the third day of March 2020. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Time is marching on. I will submit to you that I found the time control device over the weekend. You did? <laughs> yes, it's in Danville. Oh. It's up on the uh, campus of uh, the Sisters of St. Cyril and Methodius. Good place to hide it. Who would ever thought that? Plus, Danville was crawling with geocachers over the weekend. They were all over the place looking I'm for things. I'm sorry, not loud. The National Media Board does not want you talking about that. Geocaching? No, it's can't. can't no, no oh, the committed. media. National Media Board doesn't want that to happen. All right. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. They want us to talk about the Sunbury Motor Company. Oh, yes. They're very much in favor of that. Supported and endorsed by the National Media Board, the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is now open. Call us back, 1-800-795-9565. We've talked about Medicare for All, which would be a fabulous idea. We've got to phase it in slowly. We talked about President Trump and Bernie Sanders and uh, the occasional slight slip of the tongue. The tongue that uh, has happened by Joe Biden, but as one of our good listeners pointed out, President Trump is a, a fact-checking fool. If you go to ch- check some of the misstatements, well, about every sentence he says has a, at least a half truth in it, or a little bit of a mistake. Well, don't so. you think there's a difference between deliberately lying and making foolish mistakes that indicate you don't know where you are or what you're doing? Right. Joe Biden is making occasional mistakes, and President Trump is deliberately lying. Well, according to the left. No, that's what the no, president is doing. According to the lying. right, well, he is deliberately <laughs> lying. There's, it's not accidental. Nobody could miss. It. Well, if that's true, then he's suffering from severe dementia. Deliberately lying is saying today is Monday. I'm deliberately lying to you about right. that. Okay. Well, President if I Trump says, and say, if I misspeak and say I'm looking forward to Super Thursday. Well, President Trump says that yesterday, Joe, you had the best on the mark you ever had in your whole life, and he was right. He is not. <laughs> I'm going back and listen to it. <laughs> On the Mark Stoll Free line is now open, 1-800-795-9565. You can call us at 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Actually, no new emails today, so send them in. Uh, onthemarketwkok.com. And text us, as uh, one, two, two people have done, at uh, 70236. We would love to hear from you today. On the topic of school interest, I said that uh, one of our listeners said, you actually do get a free education because student loans are tax-deductible. And, of course, I know this to be true, having dealt with them uh, recently, that uh, student loans, uh, interest on them is tax-deductible. But one of our good listeners pointed out something important. Only up to $2,500 in interest that you've paid out. So you got you have to borrow hundreds of thousands of dollars to get to the threshold where it's uh, you get a tax deduction that's noteworthy. And, of course, uh, of course you got to pay the loans back. So. Yeah, it wouldn't be worth it. All right, some very brief news headlines here. Northumberland County District Attorney Tony Matalevich out with another warning about a scam in our area. This time, somebody tried to sell a product online and did receive a bogus cashier's check that was valued at more than three times the value of the item that was being sold. The goal was that the seller was supposed to put uh, the item being sold plus the difference in the money in the mail, and then the seller would keep the money. Trouble is, the bogus cashier's check. 
check was the heart of the matter. It's a common type of scam, so be careful with that, says the DA. Borough of Sealands Grove is going to have a brand new manager. She is Lauren Martz. Martz is a Bloomsburg native, has served in administrative positions in the past, including manager. She's a graduate of Moravian College and is currently working on her MBA from Bloomsburg University. Borough Council President Marvin Rodnitsky tells WKOK that Martz was selected as the candidate based on her previous experience. She was selected for one thing because of her experience in a college town, which is also a river town, because we have unique challenges all the river towns in Pennsylvania do, and so she's quite familiar with flooding issues, repetitive flooding and the need to mitigate the losses that will come from the next flood. So that helped her to stand out. Uh, Of course, her individual qualifications were quite good as well. Marza says she was drawn to the municipality by what it has to offer. I've been coming to this municipality my whole life. There's restaurants here. There's uh, things that just really um, draw you in. When you want to go to some place other than your municipality, where's the find good shopping, you know, come to to visit. So it's a great destination place. March will be working on a probationary status for six months and will be working part-time as well. Through some of that, she'll start full-time in May or starting salary $72,000 annually. That'll rise to 75000 after the probationary period. President Donald Trump is making his first visit of the year to the Pennsylvania battleground state of Pennsylvania in a town hall-style event hosted by Fox News. Thursday's one-hour session is sold out at the Scranton Cultural Center. Trump's unexpected win in Pennsylvania in 2016 helped pave the way to the White House. Uh, he did particularly well in northeastern Pennsylvania, where the cities of Scranton and Wilkesbury have long anchored a strong Democratic presence in the area. Trump made five visits to Pennsylvania last year. No Democrat since Harry Truman in 1948 has become president without winning Pennsylvania. And President Trump last night gloated about the stock market comeback and fired off sharp critiques at the thinning Democratic presidential field during a rally Monday in North Carolina. Uh, Trump was revving up his supporters on the eve of Super Tuesday, a big round of primaries. Uh, he was in high spirits after the Dow soared nearly 1,300 points Monday as stocks clawed back from a seven-day rout. He'd made fun of Joe Biden's verbal gaps, and while he noted the enthusiasm of Bernie Sanders supporters, he insisted it's much less than we have. Oh, that Bernie Sanders has far fewer supporters than they have. Okay. Well, President Trump was not responsible for the stock market's plummet, nor was he responsible for its turnaround. Let's get that out of the way while we have a moment here. We have a caller standing by, but we'll take more. Oh, he was. He had to be because the Democrats are saying he's responsible for the coronavirus. What? Well, who said that? Is that Bernie said <laughs> that's that? A, that's the kind of thing they're spreading around. That they uh, someone called it the one to call it the Trump virus. I I forget which one, the Casio Cortez or one of those people called it the Trump virus. So she is now representing not all Democrats. Well, Joe, 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 Joe. You've been listening to Rush Limbaugh too long. Uh, the Mimi. National Media Board has told me what to say. <laughs> right, I got you. you. Your Fox <laughs> funnel is channeling the right information. No, the National Media Board. Got you. Me- All right, uh, Mimi from Lewisburg, you're on the mark. Ah, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm calling because um, I am a very strong supporter of our local uh, Amish and Mennonite uh, people. I visit their uh, their stands, and I'm very aware of the buggies, and I'm very careful. But um, last week, I was uh, I came upon an accident. And um, it didn't make the news. Uh, The horse was killed. 
I don't know whose fault it was. It doesn't matter. But a fender bender with an Amish buggy is a little different than between two cars. And so um, uh, I stopped to make sure people were okay. Um, people were pretty shook up. Um, so it, the accident was on County Line Road, um, just off of Stein there. And um, up the road from County Line, uh, there is a, an Amish or Mennonite school and there's also another one on Lovely Road, and there are no signs that says school zone, and this accident had something to do with um, they were picking the kids up from school, and, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they pulled out in front of the truck or if the truck was going a little faster than maybe they should have when school's letting out, so there's no signs that says school zone. And... Um, I also have had the experience that sometimes I'm, you know, driving at night and I come across a buggy that has just little lights on the side and um, you don't see the horse at all. Um, if you are coming across them from the side, there's no reflectors on the are we, side. Are we headed somewhere here? I'm, yeah, I'm, what's your uh, point? What's so your point? My, my point is I, I think that the safety measures... Um, I think that we as a community can do a little better by putting up maybe school zone signs around the, uh, the schools. And I also think, I don't know how, the, uh, how they are regulated or not regulated for safety on our roads. Daytime, nighttime, um, how, how those things are happening and could we somehow encourage uh, better safety so that uh, we can avoid Accidents, and it could have been it could have been a fatality right. for the kids I, and the and the parents, and and I was very upset that it, these things are going to happen. I guess, but. Well, do the state does mandate uh, now that they have reflectors on the back of their buggies and turn signals, as I recall, so they come equipped with batteries. But the signs you're talking about, that sounds like a great idea, but that would be the municipality's decision, wouldn't it? They'd have to get, if it's on a state highway, they would have to get permission from PennDOT to erect those signs, and they would have to be responsible for doing it. The, the, the okay. municipality, where you're, whatever one you're talking about. I assume this is okay. a township, right? A township where the accident well, occurred? Yeah, County Line Road, so I don't know which Well, that's Union Township where you're talking about. Or, yeah. Okay. But, no, you're right. I mean, I think that we we have a real obligation to watch out for these folks. I see them. Uh, my son and daughter-in-law used to live down south of here, and we'd go to visit them on Sundays, and we would see all sorts of horses and buggies driving on the berm of the road. I never thought that mm-hmm. was particularly safe, and I agree with you. I saw a lot of people come awfully close to them. And you're right. An yeah. accident with one of them is going to be far different than a fender bender with a car. So yeah. you, you bring up yeah. a very good um, point. Well, thank you. I'm, I just would like our neighbors to be safe and for us to be very uh, conscious of their wonderful participation in our community. So thank you for letting me have oh, some time today. Thank you for calling. You betcha, appreciate thank you your so call. Much, and thanks for listening, too. We appreciate that. And Mimi from Lewisburg, appreciate the call. Uh, we are enjoying an open phones day. Oh, we started out talking about Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden's uh, many gaffes. But, of course, one of our good listeners pointed out that most of what President Trump says is simply not true. It's not really a gaffe. It's just untrue. Well, that's is, what you think. Well, no, it's very true. Uh, but that's You've our, you, heard you, of you, alternate facts. Yeah, that's 
that's true. Yeah, good point. Uh, your medical board says that it, they're, you're supposed to call them alternative facts. Uh, we talked about Medicare for All and Bernie Sanders' uh, proposals as well. Well, we do have an email on this topic. Please, go right ahead. It says, come on, how many of us have memory lapses, confuse simple issues, or just plain forget everyday facts or figures? It's human nature and certainly does not mean we're exhibiting dementia or whatever. Like most of us, Joe Biden made several of these flubs, and right away the Republicans are jumping on the bandwagon to make him appear senile and not fit to hold the office of president. It's the same old tactics Republicans use to besmirch or cause doubt about the opposing opponent of Trump. Fox News usually starts the rumors, usually Hannity, and all of the hosts on that network follow suit, and using the talking point throughout the night till it is established to be fact. Fortunately, most of us know this is a common tactic used by Republicans, Fox News, and even President Trump when an opposing opponent appears to be a threat. And of course, the Democrats are so virtuous and wonderful, they, well, they don't never do, do anything like that. <laughs> she d- accurately calls out, they don't do this, she accurately, uh, she? or uh, <laughs> looks letter like writer, a he, okay. okay, well, either way. But anyway, the letter writer accurately points out the, the Fox phenomenon where they all pick up the thematic, uh, this is a Roger Ailes trick he taught them, well, and, Rush, and Rush Limbaugh, yeah, right, <laughs> Rush Limbaugh's in on it too, so that they, they all talk about these rumors so, as though they're fact, and then they become sort of bogus facts. And and I, have, I can tell you for a fact that CNN and MSNBC a, a do one. the same things. No, they they'll don't. take a story and they'll insert an oh, editorial word brother. like, the thoroughly debunked this, the thoroughly debunked that, and yet there is no debunking. We have you some know. more AP fact-checking in front of us. Uh, Bernie Sanders uh, is misstating some facts. Uh, who else? President Trump misstating some facts. Who else is on this? Mike Bloomberg, believe it or not, misstating some facts. Bernie Sanders, well, I mean, they Joe all, Biden. They I guess all they all are. They all take what their message, and they craft the facts to fit their message. That's not a Republican trait or a Democratic trait. That's a politician's trait. <laughs> it's a human trait? No, it's politicians. It's, I mean, you're, you're saying they're not human? If I have... <laughs> Inadvertently. Let's take a break on that if moment. If I have half a glass of orange juice, I could say my glass is half empty or my glass is half full. If I'm trying to sell you that glass of orange juice, I want you to think it's full. But President Trump would say that the glass is overflowing, which is not true, and that the (laughs) Democrats' glass has a hole in the bottom, which is not true. You're making that up. No, it's really true. He said that at breakfast the other day. All right, 1-800. He said it at the prayer breakfast. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Call us immediately. Don't make me read this whole fact-checking. AP says it's 8,000 words. (laughs) You don't want to hear the whole thing. 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about Joe Biden's gaffes, President Trump's lies, Medicare for all, and the importance of getting Bernie Sanders elected the next president of the United States of America. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark Joe. Why don't you read that right there? All right. Creepy Joe Biden, the sniffer. Don't leave your wives and children alone with him. And And then Biden is losing his mind. It's obvious to anyone that cares to watch with an open mind. All right. And Dan from New Berlin, you're on the mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Can you imagine what would the media do if President Trump did anything near what Joe Biden does. They would have 24-7 coverage on it. I remember President Trump sort of made a gaffe and he corrected it. When the Chiefs won won the football championship game, why he said Kansas ought to be real happy now. They're all happy. And they jumped on him yep. that night. Both the fake, feet. The fake news media, they were all over that. Then he said, well, can't he meant the whole United States. Do you remember that? Yep, you're right. They did exactly what you said. Yeah, but don't they're you trying think to excuse gonna, Biden. Don't you think if you're going to talk about the Super Bowl and Kansas City that you ought to know where they're from? Don't you think if you're <laughs> running for the presidency of the United States, you ought to remember that and not tell people you're running for the United States Senate? I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> they definitely should. Wait, mate, he, he sort of, I don't know if you would call it, he got through a loophole on that. I, I'm going to assume he he just made a gaffe there. He might have. He meant then he corrected it by saying he meant Kansas and the whole United States. You know, he he had wiggle room if he did misname the town, but that's hardly highly important compared to the decisions Biden's going to have to make. And uh, what? Gary, people mention Trump carrying that uh, what a black what is it the black box with the atomic codes in it? I'm more worried, a lot more worried about Joe Biden carrying that suitcase with the codes in it that could start a nuclear holocaust. I, I trust Trump with them, but I don't. But Joe Biden. It's a different story. Really? You you honestly trust Donald Trump with nuclear codes more than Joe Biden? Oh, I mean, look at a, look a lot a lot more a lot 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 more. Oh my gosh. I trust Isn't him. That funny. Joe Biden is a hothead. They they get him mad just by What the heck? It, what would you call President Trump? He's no hot. He's in. They call him a hothead, but he's always in control. Sarah Sanders, 
who was with Trump a couple years, she's on Fox News now, and she often said she saw Trump mad, maybe twice, hot under the collar, you know, about something that happened. But he's not in the White House as the fake news would have you believe, running around like a madman. They want you to believe that. We're, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that for a minute. Trump's a superior genius. He, You can't get under his skin. You can, but he'll get right over. He gets over it quick if they do. A superior genius. Isn't now, that funny the, how yep. our political leanings make us see it so differently. I mean, I, 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 I don't. I never thought that till he started to run, and then now that he's in there for three years, over three years, I can see the policies he started are working. What he promised, he's keeping, and the news media don't get under his skin. He's having fun with them. I know this wasn't, I didn't get this message approved by the National Media Board. <laughs> you have to forgive me for that. This is... A, no problem. But he uh, he's in control of them and they're too ignorant to know it. They're so biased in their own little world they can't that they're being used. Well, you know, I, I think that's a two-way street. I think the president's trying to use the news media, too. Let's be honest about it. He does some of this stuff with a very definite purpose in mind. I do not believe he is a stable genius. I believe right. he's stable, but I don't believe he's a genius. I think he's made some... Smart, pretty, maybe. Well, no smarter Even. than a lot of other people who are in politics. I think the difference is he has some pretty good instincts on what works politically. Well, and his narcissism I, I, works for him. It helps make him this outgoing... Uh, decider of things and look how that's worked to he's, his advantage. He's entertaining. Well, you know, whether you, sure. whether you like him or they not, the so guy's serious. entertaining. I thought uh, the thing he did, he was talking about his opponents and he was talking about Minnie Mike, as he calls him, <laughs> and about how he was destroyed on stage by Elizabeth Warren and he was saying, get me out of here, let me go, get me away from her, and all the time he's ducking lower and lower in the podium to make it look like he's this tiny little guy. You know, oh, I didn't see that. That yeah, would be that's, funny. That's, well, it was funny. I mean, it's but, but you know, it's uh, he's using the media. He knows that kind of thing's going to get covered. Yeah, Trump. It, Trump handles it well, and he, his you go his crowd. You look at them; they dearly love him, and he dearly loves them. It's never been even more so you have to stand up Joe even more so than Reagan he that Reagan was called the great communicator but Trump will go down in history as even greater communicator you them people aren't faking it they're not faking out they dearly think the world of the president because he's actually in there day by day every day every hour uh, he only sleeps four hours a night maybe that's his problem he does it at eight seventy three. maybe that's his problem dan if he got more but sleep he, he'd be less offensive to a lot of people yeah but what if his narcissism went away <laughs> all right thank but you so much we dan. pick on yep. 
appreciate have the call. A great when my- I, I look at the president, and I think that, you know, here's a guy who, if he acted more normal, would probably have most of the country behind him. But I think what he's done, and he may be a genius in all the wonderful things Dan says, is he's made it impossible to some degree for people to work with him. I mean, you and I get along. We've known each other for a lot of years. But if every morning you came in here, I started insulting you and calling you nicknames on the air and belittling your opinions. You know, sooner or later, you get tired of working with me. Well, not that you aren't already. But that's what I think that where the president has made a mistake. He's made it difficult for people to work with him, and then he bemoans the fact that they won't. Well, and plus, he lies all the time. Well, I don't right. think he lies all the time. Well, okay, 50%. Would you say 50% of what he I says think is he, exaggerated? Like all politicians, he colors the facts okay. to suit his narrative. Okay, so he colors the facts to, to for his narrative, but he doesn't even have to. You know, I'll use the same example we used last week when he said, we have the greatest economy now we've ever had before in the history of the U.S., why would you lie like that? It's not necessary. We have well, certainly when, when one was of, better. When was a better one? Oh, I don't know. After World War II, or uh, maybe after the U- U.S. got back after the Civil War. I don't know. You would have a better handle on that. But you know, maybe po- but in it's the all Korean rel- War era. What I'm t- saying is, it's all relative. Okay, we've had great economies in the past, and we'll have great economies in the future. You know, right. uh, up to this point, but I don't this know how was the you best would, ever. How would you empirically measure that? Well, I think. How about growth? You know, the uh, gross domestic. That would product. be unfair because growth would have been much greater during the Industrial Revolution when okay. the country was right. first coming of age. Right. So. So you could say that was the greatest economy we ever had. But look at the inequities we All right. had. Back so here then. we have an unverifi- unverifiable <laughs> boast. He doesn't even need to say that. Why don't you just say, "Hey, we have one of the top ten economies in the U.S." If he wants to take full credit for it, I noticed when Wall Street was plummeting, he wouldn't say a thing because, you know, he didn't want to take the blame for that. But, of course, as soon as it turned around... Guess what? And it's who, me. It's and who me. else? Who else I'm has president. done that? Like Barack Obama. Oh, this all started with me. I'm the one that got this well, all launched. I think launched. you identified it as a politician's plight, not it's a right. human trait. It is. You know, you're over there saying but that the president this guy, just outright lies. Every other oh, statement. Come on. He does not outright he does lie. Too. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a quickie break. Uh, we would invite you to call us now. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We're trying to pin down the number of the percentage of times that the president lies. Exaggerates or well, that's what you're trying to do. <laughs> I'd like to figure out what what's going to happen tomorrow morning. Joe says it's fifty percent. I say it's much higher. What's your view? We got a couple of texts and emails, but we need callers now. So call us immediately. One eight hundred. Tell us what your view is of Super Tuesday. What's going to happen if Biden doesn't pull it out? Oh yeah, if he doesn't win a plurality today. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. I predict a huge win for Bernie Sanders today. So that's going to stir really? things up. Yep. One eight hundred seven nine five nine. 9565 is our telephone number. That's 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones, number 20, Penn State, number 16, Michigan State. Tonight, we'll talk about it today, 3 to 5, News Radio 1070, WKOK. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, I'm laughing at Joe. So well, really? Sorry. What have yes. I done that's humorous? one 800 795 is our telephone number. More of your gaffes, since oh, you're see. such an advanced stage, all your many gaffes. One of our texters says, It's one thing if a college student gets an education in something useful, such as engineering, medicine, etc., but when they get a degree in women's or gender studies and they can't find a job to pay their debt, why should everyone else be on the hook for it? There are programs to, for tuition aid. Service in the military is the leading one. Oh, yeah, right. That's a good point. If I'm going to pay for your college education, I should demand a return on my investment. But doesn't ROTC, don't you have to join the Army for longer than just two years? You had an idea that... Uh, they pay for it, but if, if they're not paying for it, if it's free for everyone, that incentive goes away. Well, what about two years of community service in exchange sure. for college? Well, that would be all right, but I agree with our writer. You know, if you get a degree in art history and you can't find a job, why should we be on the hook for that? If we're going to give get a free education, I'm going to tell you what you need to study because I'm going to base it on what we need. If we need uh, another 50 podiatrists next year, you're going to be one of them. If we need another, uh, <laughs> I can't imagine this, but what if we needed more attorneys? You would be... <laughs> <laughs> we already know the evils of the Bar Association. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's not going to be an issue. Right. But seriously, I mean, is it unreasonable to say, if I'm going to give you a free college education, that you should be learning something that's going to benefit me and society? Uh, yeah, and I think if you're going to get a free loan, you should be forced or given the opportunity to get a, the loan repayment uh, by doing two years of community service. You should join one of the U.S. Armed Forces, or you should uh, do two years of service you know, within the U.S., like AmeriCorps or Peace Corps or something like that. But within the U.S., something that definitely benefits this country, and two years of full-time service you know, where you're away from your family and you're housed elsewhere and you're helping the country. And do so we have that much work for them to do? Because if everybody's getting a student loan, everybody's getting a free well, education. Well, the military definitely has unmet needs. I, I wouldn't know, know the precise number of vacancies, per se, or availabilities in the U.S. military, but they'll, they'll take you. They don't... They don't only turn people away that don't have a fitness regimen or ability, and so. But most young people would well, be able to get it. Physical wrecks wouldn't qualify. Physical wrecks. Yes, people who are not capable of. I couldn't do fifty push-ups today to save my life. So, yet but I you think could if do I was, a couple. Well, maybe one or two, but that'd be about it. Really, <laughs> Joe. I've practiced you, other things. You and that treadmill. you got to get no, off the treadmill. I don't use the treadmill. I use the elliptical and the bike. I want you to do some interval training where you you ride the bike, do a couple push-ups and sit-ups and some aerobic exercises, and then get on the treadmill. It's called interval training. It's good for you. I see other people doing it all the do time. Do you do it? I see other people doing <laughs> it all the time. You see other people doing it, right. Cindy, you're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. 
I forget the name of the TV show, but there was a TV show, I don't know, 15 years ago or more, where a guy had gone to college and gotten a medical degree and ended up assigned in Alaska to serve his time to pay off his loan. I, 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 I watch a lot of TV. I never heard of it. Oh, anyway. Um, it was actually very funny because it was he was a New Yorker thrown into this rural community, and he had quite the challenges. But the, the point I'm making is this, that our government already has many programs to facilitate you getting forgiveness on your loans, one of which is for physicians. If physicians choose to, if they take out federal loans and then they go to high-need areas to work after they graduate, large portions of their loan at each year are forgiven. We have the same thing for teachers. If they'll go serve in high-need areas, they get for their loan forgiven. Additionally, people seem to have forgotten that under the Obama administration, they put in place a policy that if you made timely payments for 10 years, the federal government after that would start forgiving your loan for you. So we have lots of mechanisms in place where we forgive people as Joe pointed out quite rightly, when they're serving the needs of the, of the country for their loans. So they can opt that. They could spend, you know, it's not unlike the guys and gals who go to the military academies. Well, you get a quote-unquote free education in exchange for those four years, you owe five years of active duty military service. It's the same kind of thing. I agree. There, there are lots of avenues to, to paying this off, in addition to which you can simply lead a careful life afterwards as uh, as that guy whose radio show you have on beans and rice life until you pay off your loan. Dave Ramsey. And, oh. Yes, thank you. And you should think very hard about if you're someone who, I remember when my daughter was applying to law school and she went to this one school who went on and on about taking out these loans and, you know, make sure that you and you're taking out your loan plan for your summer and if you want to travel and all these things so you take out these ginormous loans well sorry guys i don't feel like i should be subsidizing by forgiving someone's vacation that's ridiculous good point or or how they've chosen to live their life if it you know absent really sincere austere kinds of living to get your degree uh, you know, it's just ridiculous to me. I think it's very important that people have loans or pay for part of their college because you need to have skin in the game is what they, you know, is the euphemism they use for this. You, It needs to be your money that you're wasting when you don't show up to class. It needs to be your money you're wasting when you get uh, so drunk you fail to be able to take the test and pass it. It needs to be your money, and it certainly shouldn't be my money that you're wasting because you have no connection to me. So you, there is no motivation for getting in there and getting your degree done and getting out. And we found out the name of the program you were talking about, Northern Exposure. Thank you. Yes, that is it. The Everybody pro- knows the it TV but us. Show. <laughs> and, uh, but there, there, I'm not making this up. I know yesterday that gentleman suggested that I was making things up when I called... This is tr- these programs truly exist. I know that if you no matter I don't know that there even is a major restriction. There's a program where if you come out of school with your degree and you choose to work in a public service capacity, again the federal government reduces your loan debt, erases years off your loan debt for every year that you put into working in a public service position. 
So we already have lots of ways to pay these debts off, and that's what people should do because it teaches a valuable lesson that maybe they didn't pick up in college, that you need to be as good as your word, that you need to take responsibility for your actions, that you need to think about your spending before you do it, not afterwards. Personal responsibility. That's a, and a bizarre concept in today's world where everybody is expected to pick up my tab. What? Where now, I expect everybody I, to know, pick up my tab. That's not realistic. I, I ask people who believe that, and I hear what you're saying, Joe. There's a lot of talk of this kind of thinking right now. I want you to turn to the left and look at your neighbor and ask yourself, can they afford to pay your bills? And when you're done, turn to your right and ask yourself, can they afford to pay your bills? Maybe it would even be more helpful if you said to yourself, do I want to pay their bills? Or should they be living their life within their means and pay their bills accordingly? I think that's the question people should be asking. Well, that's the way a lot of people in my generation were brought up. You know, there, there weren't all these programs uh, when I was a kid. Um, there weren't nearly as many loan opportunities when I was going to college. If an, an aunt hadn't passed away and left me some money, it would have been a struggle. And then I did have to work still. I had to work while I was going to get there. You well, know? I did too, Joe. And I took out a fee alone, and I'm proud to say I paid it off as quickly as I could. And, you know, I, and I said yesterday, my kids both took out loans. And I, while we helped them, we did not 100% pay the bill. And when you, I asked myself, and I recall from my college days decades ago, admittedly, those people who were there and someone else was paying their freight were some of the most irresponsible people. I was appalled. They didn't go to class. They spent their time drinking and smoking marijuana and, and carrying on. And then suddenly they'd get to the end of the, of the term, because it was terms in those days, and they'd be panicked trying to get people to help them finish their work for their class so they could pass it. And really what they've done is abused their parents or whomever else was paying that bill. They should have been. They should have had skin in the game. They should have been working like I did to pay their way so that it was their money they chose to waste, not someone else's. Good All point. Right. We got thank you, thank you so much, Cindy. Thank you so much. Appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565. The Sunbury Motor Company, very proud to be our sponsor, seller of Ford's. Hyundai's, Kia's, and Lincoln Cars and Trucks. They're a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks as well, and all sizes of uh, trucks. They're a master towing service with decades of damage-free experience moving vehicles around. They do have the Lincoln Navigator that I have picked out for Joe, and guess what? It isn't going to cost him an arm and a leg, and the taxpayers won't be needed because he can afford it because he's got a big, juicy 401k, although Joe has that look about him that he's worth about 4% less today than he was last week, so he certainly is lamenting that. But nonetheless, his Lincoln Navigator is ready for him. Very affordable. Uh, certainly in the range of $50,000, but nowhere close to 100. And that makes it a, an affordable, luxurious vehicle. Well, I think you should hybrid. buy it for me. I'm going to. Good. V8, it's right next to the Kia that I'm actually getting. It's just considerably <laughs> smaller. And uh, But they both have a trailer hitch, so they both are good. They're both all-wheel drive. Uh, they both have an electrical assist. And the Optima still makes a fabulous hybrid that's top-rated in the new Consumer Reports Auto uh, book that's out there. Uh, the Hyundais are all top-rated. And, of course, the Ford Ranger is the best small pickup truck in the world, bar none. So, please, check out these fabulous vehicles at the Sunbury Motor 
company, we would encourage you to please do so. We will be right back. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565, since we know that the president lies all the time and the Democratic candidates lie. Some of the time we're going to do some AP fact-checking again when we come back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We're going to need some speedy dialers. Joe, the text, please. Right. The the military will provide tuition assistance and loan repayment for service. My son is going to BU tuition-free because he's in the PA National Guard. Only took the blood, sweat, and tears of serving this country to receive this. Speaking of blood, sweat, and tears, did you hear Bernie's assertion this morning that the national democratic establishment and the national uh, business and uh, business establishment, if you will, are uniting against him? Mm -hmm. They're afraid of him. They don't want him to win the presidency, well, so they're going to steal it from him. And that his um, – what did he, what else did he say? Oh, that they're, they're worried because the working people are standing up. Well, don't you think that's true? I think that the Democrats want to keep him from getting the nomination. Absolutely. Even Joe Biden put out – he said the Democrats want a Democratic candidate. And he's right. Bernie's not a Democrat. He's a socialist. Right. I think they're afraid. But, you know, it was a phenomenon that Donald Trump got elected, and I think the same phenomenon could um, push Bernie Sanders into the White House as well. So Possible. Uh, stranger things have happened. Look at that. Look at the president. Speaking of stranger things, Chris is on the no, line. Come on, Only Joe. kidding you, Chris. Be nice. I'm only kidding, Chris. He knows well, how to... I think Dan should look up uh, what what Trump's corruption and as the various people he uh, has appointed and why they uh, so many incompetent judges, according to the Bar Associations, have been uh, pushed through by the Republicans. And the 280-plus... Uh, lobbyists, company lobbyists, he has appointed the positions in the government. I don't think that's draining the swamp. I don't think that's uh, furthering the honesty of the American government. And I remember back when Obama was president, if somebody had a theoretical conversation that was not proved to be existed, they had to... Democrats, the attorney general was supposed to recuse himself from from having anything to do with the case. You remember Bill's conversation on the tarmac? Oh, with yes, yes, yes that, was, vaguely. that was horrible. That was absolutely horrible. We have to have an immediate recusal. And back when the people thought. Uh, it, it, conflicts of interest or even appearance of conflicts of interest were important, they did that. 
However, it's Trump. It's like it's it's like the, he's done with the State Department. The Attorney General's office is, and the FBI is a, a weapon of re-election. I mean, you just weaponize the FBI and the Justice Department against your opponents. That's what you do. And you go along saying, oh, but I like his policies. It's 401k. Oh, my gosh. Don't you have any standards anymore? <laughs> Joey's talking to you. I'm listening to you, but I'm, I think you, you've made a misstatement that's worse than some of the ones the president has made. His his judicial appointments have mostly been bipartisan. There have been people on each side of the aisle, including what? Amy Klobuchar, who has voted for many of Trump's judicial nominees. Yes, but look how many of them have, haven't even passed the bar rating. Well, that's not unusual. That is unusual. No, I mean, it's... They, yes, they've, they've, they've mentioned that several times, that, but... If you want to hop on that one point and agree everything else I just said was true, go ahead, and then we'll worry about that one point. Well, Miss Klobuchar got an F grade from a liberal well, advocacy okay, group. We don't, uh, you agree with everything else I said, then? No, I'm just saying that it's not... You're saying that his candidates are unqualified, but even some members of your own party think that they are qualified and vote for them. Anyway. So that's what does true. that mean? Okay, that's the only comment you have, then, huh? Well, you're saying you, think that you agree with the rest. You're saying that there his appointments are unqualified and incompetent. Uh, well, I'm just look saying. Look at how often they're fired. Look how often they. No, no, that those aren't judges. Those aren't judges. They really don't know anything. Chris, except that they you don't were, like the. You, the you changed the subject. You've changed the, the subject. The Chris, you've changed. There. Chris, you've changed the subject. You were talking about judges, not other appointments. You were talking about judges. And I'm telling you that many of his judicial appointments have been bipartisan. I thought I was saying both. I started out. Oh, I was cut off. Anyway, let's move I on. I started out with the the with the other appointments and the corruption that that, that that have been going through his entire cabinet. Practically, about eight eight out of the fourteen positions have major scandals. So what are the major I mean, scandals? What's the major scandal in housing and urban development? What's the major scandal none. in defense? What's the major scandal in, um, well, health safety? You know, you can't even keep track of them because there's so many of oh, them. I see. Like one that would have uh, lasted for eight months and been thoroughly investigated, you can't even remember anymore because they're a daily occurrence. Yeah, and you see that... They aren't hard to find. You see that a judge is ordered... If you want to know what they are, you read the paper... Have you seen? Them up. Have you seen that a judge has ordered Hillary to testify over her emails? Okay, what's that got to do with what I'm talking about? Well, corruption. Yeah. We're talking about corruption. No, yes, it's a deposition. She has to give a deposition. Right. There's no proof of corruption there. They called Come her on. answers evasive and self-serving. No. <laughs> Joe, evasive? You're yes. going to go with evasive? That's what the judge said in ordering her to testify. Give a deposition. It, well, where, where's Trump's deposition? Was that evasive? Trump didn't give one. Yes, he did. Not in this last Mother impeachment. Report. Mother report. Not in the impeachment. On, Joe, Not in the impeachment. Not in the impeachment. Not in the impeachment because <laughs> he did it in the Mueller report. And what did Mueller say about it? It wasn't truthful. And where was that? What was the exact wording? The exact wording. It was, I don't remember things a, a normal person would obviously remember. 
Sort of like how the world's greatest memory because he's told us that, and you believe every word he says, right? Sort of like how Joe lie about something like that. Sort of how Joe Biden forgets stuff all the time too. Joe, Joe, you you are so pathetic this way. You really are. I don't know. Why do you want to talk about issues if you can't stay on a subject? It's the Bar Association. They've infiltrated my head. No, it's not. It's because it's a game to you. That's the problem. A game? Just a game to you. Oh, okay. It's just a game. You don't care about any of this. You're not a good American. You don't care. (laughs) It's just a game. It's a political game to you, nothing else. I think all politics is a game to a certain extent, don't you? Do you think it's a game? No. Okay. (laughs) This is WKOK Sunbury.